what's going on? It's Steven Kramer Glickman. Uh, we're going to talk to you about something real quick, something that I think you're going to really love. I know there's a lot of you out there that are trying these vapes that are vaping, that are a bunch of vapors vaping, vaping it up. I, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I live in the, I live, I, I'm on the internet, um, but there is a product that you guys got to check out. It's Dry Herb plus it's uh the v 2.0 this is the 2016 version guys people love this okay cannabis reviews said it's the best portable three-in-one vape currently on the market all right um uh the nug.com said it's the most reliable and affordable vape pen on the market i don't know if you are familiar uh buddy with uh with the nug.com but but people really seem to uh to check that one out. They seem to really like that one. And here's the thing is, guys, it's a $99.95 value, but today we're doing it for $79.95. Zero combustion, three in one, no coil. Okay, what are we talking about here? The Dry Herb Plus V2.0 is the most anticipated vaporizer on the market. We've heard from people, and they have demanded a pure convection unibody vaporizer that can handle dry herb, oil, liquids, and wax with fixed temperatures. Okay, we're talking, and it's less than $80? What kind of craziness is that? All right, I mean, that's this is amazing. In addition, the Dry Herb Plus V2.0 is is 8% smaller and 17% lighter than the 2014 version, and it can support inline micro USB charging. You can charge it at your computer and then just smoke away. Smoke away, Dano. Smoke away. No one has ever done that. No one has ever done that in the history of Dota. That is true. No one's ever done that before. This is a huge, huge deal. How do you feel about it, supercomputer? All right. Well, the computer likes it too. All right. This is a, it's a big deal, guys. Let me tell you what the kit comes with. All right. This is, this is awesome. The, uh, the dry herb plus V 2.0 unibody vaporizer comes with rubberized mouthpiece with removable filter screen. Okay. Everybody wants one of those, right? Liquid wax drop in cup packing tool built in a battery. How about a uh, cleaning brush? You want one of those? Boom. Comes with it. Instructional manual, micro USB charging cable. And uh, if that weren't enough, if that weren't enough, it comes with a two-year warranty. My name is Jeff. So you got to get, you got to get one of those. All right. If you guys are listening right now, you can, you can pick this thing up and get a 15% off coupon uh, and free shipping. If you spend more than $20. So use coupon code SKG 15. That's SKG 15, SKG 15, and go to the website, blackoutx.com, blackoutx.com. We're talking about blackoutx.com. BlackoutX.com. Psych! That's the wrong number! Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Nighttime Show. This is a little pre-roll, little pre-intro, little introductioniones uh, for... uh, Please don't ever say that again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm not good at this. Um, This is uh, a little intro for 
our dear friend's episode, uh, this is Piat Michael, is mm-hmm. on this episode. Uh, Piat, best known up to this point for being on the Howard Stern Show mm-hmm. and being a phenomenon in the impressionist world. Like this guy. Amazing talent. The guy is insane and he is super, super cool and he's done like huge favors for us. He was on the nighttime show mm-hmm. and uh, live. He was amazing. Um, but when we taped this episode, which was uh, just a few weeks ago, Piot had not yet been cast on his most recent and amazing, exciting thing, which we have to announce right now. Uh, so Piot has been cast in the new uh, as a new cast member on the television show Mad TV. Mad TV, yeah, yeah. he is uh, 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 one of the new cast members. And we just wanted to talk about this ahead of time, so you know why when you listen to this episode, we don't bring it up. It's because right. it hadn't happened yet, so we weren't right. able to really talk about that. Yeah, but, you know, super amazing congratulations to him and to the rest of the cast, who are a phenomenal, they're phenomenal people. Who else is in this cast? Adam Ray. Adam Ray, who's done the live nighttime show. Who has show. done the live nighttime show, who's incredible. Yeah. Um, who else? Who Carly else Craig. In? Oh, Carly Craig is fantastic. Chelsea Davison. Oh. Jeremy Howard, Amir K, Lyric Lewis. Wow. Piot. There's so many people that we know Michelle in this Ortiz. cast. Yeah. This is this is incredible for them and uh and huge congrats uh Piot for uh for this amazing accomplishment. We're big Mad TV fans and I can't wait to see you on the show absolutely killing it. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh now it's time for the bring- nighttime show. It's time for the nighttime show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nighttime Show. Tonight, we have our head writer, Matt Walker. We have our special guest, Piot Michael from Howard Stern, Final Fantasy, and the upcoming video game, Doom. I'm your announcer, Mike Black, and now, the man who needs more hugs than everyone in Chinatown, put your hands together for Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman! Well, howdy, everybody. It's me. Uh, love you guys. So welcome to the Nighttime Show. I'm your host, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Uh, uh, we've got a we've got a, a, a wonderful guest here uh, today, and I'm gonna get. We're gonna. We should just introduce him right away. Uh, Mike, you did a terrific job. I I love listening to him on Howard Stern. He does so many funny voices on that show. Oh yeah, uh, fake at, Arnold is legendary. Oh my god, it's un it's unbelievable. I was just showing uh, Sean from uh, from our uh, from Sideshow Network uh, the uh, the George Lucas thing that you did, <laughs> uh, where he watches the trailer for the first time. It's absolutely incredible. It's so damn funny. Um, you've been in a, a, a in movies. You've been in video games. You you know you're a you're a real uh, a legend. Well, we, thank you. Thank I love you, you. ladies and gentlemen. Piat Michael, oh, come on, yeah. give it up for him. Thank you, thank you very here much. Here to oh. here to rock the house. How are you, sir? What's going on? Good man. I'm oh, just busy with a lot of stuff. Um, I do pretty much voiceover full time. So and it's like on call. So. They they start from like nine thirty till sometimes eight at night, and if I don't book out, they'll be like, hey, "Can you sound like this guy real quick? Come on, you can book it." And chances are, you don't. But you rush home and you do all that shit. But um, <laughs> like what? Take us through like a typical day. A typical day. Um, I'll check my email around eight, and then I don't start working until nine thirty. At nine thirty, I'll see some emails. 
maybe some stuff from Howard Stern because they'll send me bits that they want to work on. I have a connection straight to their studio, so if we wanted to do a bit or something, I can connect with them or pre-record like a little improvised thing at home. Um, and then uh, if there's no Howard Stern stuff, then I'll jump into whatever the agent starts selling me. Okay, Sell, so sending me. Sorry. Okay, no. So keep going, keep going. So then, what what kind of stuff are you getting sent? Um, a lot of voice matches. So uh, there are movie trailers that come out, like promos, mm-hmm. and they can't get a certain actor to jump in at the last minute and for you know SAG day rate. They're not going to pay that to a, a big star. So sure, get, I get that. They get somebody mm-hmm. to match that guy's voice. Okay. And obviously, uh, you know, they they've got to find somebody quick. They've got to get these promos out. So they send out mass emails to people who are known to voice match. And then we all compete against each other to try and match the uh, the dialogue as mm-hmm. best as possible. Because okay. a lot of the times they'll cut, like they'll have a scene from a movie that's really exciting. But when they put in the trailer, it's muddled or there's, you know, yeah. cars driving, whatever. So they need it clean. Right. And uh, so they bring me in. So I do a lot of that stuff. Are there like four or five guys who like do almost all the stuff we hear? Like uh, of, I wouldn't like say four or five number. guys, but I would say four or five guys maybe make the most money. But um, mm-hmm. there are definitely um, there's a big pool of guys, and also it's like you might have a guy who's really fucking good at doing Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and so, so he's like he, the go-to. He'll, he'll, yeah, for he'll that. be the go-to for that. Or my friend Josh Robert Thompson is the go-to guy for Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He's yeah. a skinny white guy, and they go to him. D- like so. Let's just keep going with the day. So you, uh, so it, it's pretty random. It's whatever they email. Do you go out? You go out and have a. I know you have a girlfriend. You guys live. You guys live together. Right? Yeah, yeah. She she works at a restaurant in Venice, so she's gone most of the day. But um, I've got five cats at home that I get to play with. Amazing. We've got two cats <laughs> and we got three foster cats, uh, and they run around. Um, so it's that's just as good as a girlfriend. Yeah, sure. yeah, a lot of pussy for sure. <laughs> uh, do you work on your own projects then? Yeah, yeah. So in between emails and stuff, I'll definitely work on my own things. I'll always try and improve uh, demos and write stuff because there's there is a lot of downtime, and then sometimes there won't be any. So sure. if there's downtime, I'll just work out or whatever. But I essentially can't really leave the house. Because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm called, blah, blah, blah. but I mean I can. It's just I could potentially miss a gig or whatever. But um, yeah, I didn't really start getting. So there's this. a lot of stuff like they're like they need it now, and they contact yeah. you're like, yeah. get get me this in half an hour, yeah, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay, and then oh, some... so you have it set up to record it all and stuff in your place. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've got my own little studio. Oh, okay. I was at like, home. can't he just take his cell phone with him? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, now I actually have like a mobile unit that I'll take in my car. And hook it up to my cell phone, and it's like, oh wow, it's uh, it's okay quality. It's not the best, but sure. it's passable if they just need something, you know, mm-hmm. in a trailer or whatever. Now I won't ask you the amounts, but what's the most <clears throat> lucrative gig you've ever had? Most lucrative is, um, it's usually trailer work because they they uh, pay you to they they put it in movie theaters and everything, so mm-hmm. they give you the biggest buyout. Oh nice. Oh okay. So, so like I can record. I once uh, figured out, I was like, wow. I called my mom and I was like, mom, I made it. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I made $2,000 in two minutes. Like, yeah. you know, that's the amount of work that was on the page. Jesus. But to get that yeah. to that level it took, took years. hundreds yeah. of auditions and all this stuff. But that's not every day. Yeah. Right. And so, like, that pays yeah. my rent for the month. And then I'm like, okay, when's the next month check? You know? And yeah. you could wait another yeah. three weeks before that comes. So, if you get one movie a month, you're set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. When does it but start it's not to, like, guaranteed. in yeah. the evening, when does it start to, like, cool off? Is it, like, 
Mm. Eight o'clock. Well, a lot of trailer houses actually do a lot of work, like the late shift. So they'll call around six and be like, "We need this now." And I'm like, "I just, I'm, you know, winding down. I want to have dinner, sure, and I want to relax." And uh, but you know, when you see a gig for two grand, you're like, "I'll I'll eat spaghetti later." Right, right, (laughs) right. How do you know I eat spaghetti? (laughs) Now you're really good. I've been watching you (laughs) spaghettios in the evening. Um, but no, it's it's crazy. It's not every day, and um, I'm super thankful to have it. But also, it's very unpredictable. Right. So, um, you know, part of the job is just being on call, and it kind of makes you crazy, and you don't always make money like any auditioning process. Oh, you know. Yeah, I know. You know, sometimes explaining your life to people that are outside of this business is very strange. Like, yeah, I mean, I take a step weird. back, and I'm like, I remember when I was researching this on YouTube like five years ago and hearing these stories. I'm like, man, it's so cool to work from home. I'm like. I'm in my robe all day. Honestly, Stephen, <laughs> you explaining your life to anyone in the business is still strange. It, yeah, you know what? It really, yesterday I was talking to uh, to the to my attorney, my entertainment mm-hmm. attorney, and she goes, uh, "What are you? Uh, what, what, what are you doing right now?" And I go, "I just finished a meeting with Max Sabbath," and she goes, "What's that?" And I go, "It's the McDonald's Black Sabbath cover band." <laughs> and she goes, what? And I was like, yeah, they dress up as McDonald's characters and we're trying to get them to yeah. close the show. One of the new things that we're trying with the nighttime show is instead of ending the show with a musical stand-up comedy performance, we want to end the show with a like um, a weird, like an actual musical performance by a real band, like having Mini Kiss come and close the show or having... Um, you know, Max Sabbath, like the McDonald's, uh, somebody Black unique, you don't see all the time. or, or, yeah. you know, or getting like, uh, that, the clown guy that, that, uh, that sings all those weird French songs uh, or, or getting, uh, you know, um, the clown guy that I don't sings know, French um, Hoobastank, you know, to show up and do like an acoustic uh, set. Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Exactly. Uh, hope that's the hope. And yeah, so yeah. she was like, what the fuck kind of weird world? You're just, it's just weird. It's it's strange. It's strange. Well, I think it's really healthy to take a step back every once in a while and be like, where was I a year ago? Right. Where I am today. And then you get a message off of YouTube or the internet and you get some kids saying, oh, I really want to be like you. I'm like, really? And then I look back and I'm like, <laughs> no. You know, we, we've we climbed, you know, a little ladder. It's not a big one, but we're climbing and it's great. It's sure. a nice feeling and super thankful. But uh, every day it's like you never know what's going to happen. All right. Well, listen. We got to go, but we yeah, got to go back to explain some of these things to some of our explain. listeners that don't understand uh, exactly what we were talking about. So, pay attention. Uh, voice matching. Yes. When when you voice match somebody, that's <clears throat> you're so doing diff- such an a, such a solid impression that it's well. I mean, see, yeah, that's them, that's the thing. So, an impression is like something you leave in the sand. You put your hand or foot in the sand. It doesn't. It's not a foot. It's not a hand. But you can tell what was there. It's an impression. An impersonation is something you can't tell the difference. Whereas, like, you know, someone completely dresses up like somebody on the side of the street and does the voice and the whole thing. You're like, what? Is that really the guy? Oh, you know. Um, so, voice matching, uh, you can get away with a lot of things where if you have a, the knack for matching that actor to begin with, then you're most likely a little bit easier to get the gig. But sometimes I'll do characters that I totally nail. But then when I go to voice match, I don't get it. And it's because uh, 100% of voice matching is acting. Mm-hmm. So if you can shift your tone 
and the way you deliver a line, you can mimic anybody. So a lot of these guys who voice match aren't necessarily impersonators or impressionists. They're just very good actors. Mm -hmm. So they can mimic something that they see and they match the tone and the pace and then go and blah, 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 blah. But where it gets specific is when it's an accent. That's sure. when you really yeah. have to have an ear for it and, and, and go into that. But, but doing impressions definitely help. Do, do you ever have issues where, like, you have to voice match someone and, like, they had a cold or something when they recorded it? So now you have to do not only them but them with some sort of affect on the voice? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just did an audition for something. I don't even know. I shouldn't even say who it is because all this NDA stuff. But um, this actor... Uh, had a tragedy so he couldn't necessarily do this gig but he was doing uh an accent on top of his normal voice and his normal voice is very bizarre mm -hmm. to begin with so you have to like work backwards like i have to do the impression of him and then i have to add an accent on top of that so that's where it's difficult where you, you, you know, wow. and, well, but a lot of times you'll get stuff where it's like can you match this person and it's a british guy doing an american accent so it's like when I speak with an American accent, I'm not making a mistake, yeah. but they are. So right. you have to learn where they make the mistakes mm -hmm. so it sounds genuine. Jeez, it's really what, weird. what kind of who can you talk at all about any people that you've matched? Uh yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, or even better, could you do one of them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love, I love an example. That okay, I'm trying to think of somebody I did uh, recently for a while. Um, let's see. Well, I did uh, stuff for. Um, I did David Attenborough, mm -hmm. who is uh, the nature uh, yeah. documentary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, David Attenborough has a very specific way of talking and that sort of thing. <laughs> if we see now, the Stephen Glickman sits across me, wearing headphones, he stares intently into the guest's eyes. But is he thinking about something morbid? We will never know. <laughs> the fascination increases. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Um, was that for Love like it. BBC's Planet Earth or? Um, no, it was for a it was for a comedy thing. But um, well, like, I when it's that... a, when it's a comedy thing, it, you can get away with certain things. Uh, but a lot of times, I'll match actors that I've never even heard of. Oh, simply wow. because there's you know there's actors in scenes. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. they're not going to bring the guy in. Um, and I'll be like, who the, who's, what, who's this guy? <laughs> like, who else do you feel like? I know that in the NDA wise, like you can't say. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody I did recently that was more of a notable star. So um, I don't want dead air. So if you guys want to talk about something, let me think. <laughs> uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, I can tell you, Stephen wasn't thinking about something morbid. He was. Thinking he was thinking about, about cupcakes. Yeah. Cupcakes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm always thinking about. P pudding. That sort pudding, of thing. Pudding. <laughs> yeah. Cupcakes. I, I had a big talk with uh, my girlfriend yesterday about Entenmann's. About how you need mm -hmm. to stop. No, how I think. <laughs> Was it an intervention? Stop having intimates. Okay, I won't name the project, but um, I did uh, Robert De Niro. Ooh. Now, Robert De Niro, everybody's been able to do since the 80s, right? You know, every, yeah. everybody and their, and their hey, uncle. Are you talking to me? Are you yeah. talking to me? The thing that I've noticed is um, a lot of the guys, they oversell it. And I listen to, like, the reference, because they'll, pe they'll patch mm -hmm. me in with a reference, and I'll listen to it, and Robert De Niro will be like, let me tell you something. My daughter and I, we're going to the bank, and we're going to withdraw the money. And if you don't give us the money, then we're just going to go home. So, <laughs> but, but a lot of the time, it'll be like super mundane, like the way he delivers it. Sure, yeah. But when you 
when anybody does it impersonating. Are you talking it's, to me? It's over the you top. You son of a bitch. This, yeah. I this saw guy, you, I you know you. And that's this the guy. thing. Because that's you need exaggeration for the humor and that sort of thing. But when you voice match the guys, a lot of times you find it's just it's just really subtle, really toned down. You know, wow. there's energy levels and this sort of thing, but rarely do they sound how you imagine them in a cartoon. Right. I think the only exception would be Christopher Walken, but... Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us a little Christopher Walken? Well, um, so the Christopher Walken everybody does is, Hi, it's me, Christopher Walken. I'm going crazy. But he's, <laughs> you know, the real, the real thing is he's an older gentleman now, and he's very subtle, and he's a very serious actor as well. But okay. sometimes he does say things... It's a little weird. You know, he does do what people imagine him to do. <laughs> but, you know, the main thing that I've learned doing impersonations is you really got to watch the resources of the mundane. Interviews, boring stuff, stuff that you wouldn't want to sit through anyway, but God, gold, hidden in between those <laughs> words. You know, when he has, like, an interview on NPR or something weird, it's crazy. I love um, it. Oh, God. Like, I wish you guys could see his face while he was doing that. Wow. Because it's spot on with his expressions, yeah. too. Yeah, God, you know? I know. Well, it, it, I just saw well, Jungle Book and the way they captured oh, yeah, like, yeah, his, yeah, face his face. Oh, yeah, 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 his face, yeah. Like, his, the same mannerisms and everything, yeah. you know. Who was he in Jungle Book? He plays uh, King, the, Louis. King Louis. King Louis, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was great. It's, it's me, really good. Mowgli. King Louis, jump over here, have a banana. <laughs> Dear boy, <laughs> yeah, get closer to me. I want to feel your naked body. <laughs> oh my god! No scenes Man cut come. from the Jungle Book. <laughs> Give me the secret to fire in your pants. <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> King Louis is Dennis Astor. <laughs> come oh, over here and play god. my saxophone. <laughs> I'm talking about my instrument. Whoa! <laughs> oh my God! That's yeah, terrifying. It, he sounds almost like uh, Disney's fleet of lawyers just woke up. Uh, the the old man what on the Futurama. Heck? Oh, uh, you're talking about Professor, Professor. Farnsworth. Yeah, he's got that Good sound. news, everyone. I kind of sound like Christopher Walken. It's crazy. <laughs> the, the problem is when you're doing a lot of impersonations, I can't remember all the ones that I do, and then. You know, I'll be surprised. Or you, if you don't uh, go back to the reference, you'll you'll be fucked up. Like, do you, a lot- get, do you get trapped in impressions? Yeah, sometimes. Like, I was doing a, a show called uh, Impress Me. Sure, and, <laughs> great show, uh, Ross. Great show. Melissa Villasenor was on it, and she uh, she was there. A lot of great impersonators and impressionists. And um, what happens is, like, off camera, we're all just fucking around doing impressions, and I was doing Jeff Goldblum all day long. <laughs> and then in the show, I play a fictionalized version of myself so that when we're like, okay, rolling, action, and I start the scene, I'm like, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> very nice to be here. Uh, my name is Piot. Oh, no, 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 hold on. Talking too fast. Got to slow down. Oh, still can't get rid of it. <laughs> in the house, yeah. Um, and a, a lot of times also with um, the work I do, I do scratch which is temporary mm-hmm. voice recordings so that eventually they will use the actual actor, but to edit a piece, yeah. they'll have me come in. So um, like I did some stuff for um, Independence Day and I did Jeff Goldblum. But what's Jeez. crazy is that I do the scratch. Of course, I'm not featured in the movie or the trailer or whatever, 
But Jeff Goldblum had to reference my own performance. Oh, that's so he would get the timing. So he heard me, and then when I saw clips of the trailer, Mike, I recognized all the lines I did. I was like, "Oh, he did it much better." <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. why he makes the big bucks. That's why he's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a little cartoonier, but it was it was it yeah. was fun. Now, Stephen, you've done Scratch, and we can't talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, we can't talk about that, Here's... but uh, that's all right. Yeah, Scratch is a Scratch is great. Oh yeah, yeah. A I, well, a lot of guys will do scratch, and sometimes they actually end up in the film because they just do a better job of it. You know. Well, hey, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, we just winked at each other. Yeah. About secrets. 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 It got real um, sexy in here. For all a right. <laughs> now you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you are on the you, Howard you, Stern. You're on the Howard Stern show yes. a lot. What, who do you do on Stern? Okay, so let's uh, go through the list. Who so are you initially, doing on when I first got on the Howard Stern show. They found me online, and they said, oh, why don't you try some stuff? And so they had me do some, like, Casey Kasem, because mm-hmm. he was he passed away. So it was like Casey Kasem calling from heaven. He's like, this is Casey Kasem, and boy, is it hot up here. And then Howard, like, I don't think you're in heaven. You know, whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it wasn't, uh, I mean, it was, it was like, okay, but it was very inf- infrequent. It mm-hmm. was like once every three weeks they'd ask me to do something. And then they sent me uh, an email. They said, hey, can you do Schwarzenegger? And I was like, fuck, I, everybody does Schwarzenegger. I've avoided doing Schwarzenegger, like yeah. purposely. Like also like avoiding doing De Niro. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like airplane food for a comic. Right. Where it's like, I'm uh, just like, Aah. And then I'm like, okay, I'll send them an audition, but I'm going to do the most realistic I can do. So yeah. I never even studied Schwarzenegger. I'm like, I just got to do this. So I was recording it. Then, you know, I sent the thing. Like, listen, Howard, this is Arnold, you know, former governor of California, but it's all right if you call me the governor. Now, listen to me. All of these people that are talking about these women, you know, they're running for president, is bullshit. Because <laughs> even the women get pregnant or they have the menstrual cycle, you can't have them running the country. No, no, it's bullshit. So, oh, shit. as a so, huge Schwarzenegger fan, yeah, thrilled. Well, yeah, fantastic. Let me tell you, Mike, wow. you look like you're lifting a lot of weights <laughs> <laughs> against my will. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> but so that was like more of the subtle one. And then they said, "No, can you amp it up a little bit?" And so I amped it up. And they have more of a cartoony Arnold on it now. It's like, "Hi, Howard! I can't believe it! I'm here! I'm having so much fun at Coachella!" <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like, it's fun, but it's not the you know the, the, um, the Arnold. Now, because... Did you do the legendary call where he wanted to blow up the moon? Was that you? No, or no, that was no, Josh no. Robert Thompson. That was Josh Robert Thompson, who does <laughs> I think the best. And and when he convinced. Uh, uh, George Takei. Yeah, that's sh- that Josh, was also Josh. Josh okay. Robert Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get on until uh, 2014. Okay. In the later part of the year, they started having me go, and then uh, from then I did uh, Brian Williams. Mm-hmm. So I would call in and I would say, Howard, I've got to apologize for the scandal that I did, and the fact that my beautiful daughter had her ass eaten on girls. <laughs> 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 Had I known she would have gone for the part, I would have prepared with her. <laughs> so, like, just yeah. dirty, crazy stuff like that. Shit. And then from there, they're like, okay, let's send him more. Let's send him more. And then they say, can you do this voice? Can you do that voice? And so it kind of grew. And so now I do Bernie Sanders. Um, I what, do... What's Bernie like? So Bernie Sanders is very much a guttural sound. And he's got his <laughs> lower lip down, of course. And he's from Brooklyn. 
Now, he's also an older man. So, you know, kind of loses his train of thought and he mumbles. But the Bernie Sanders on the Howard Stern show that they prefer is the loud, screaming Bernie Sanders. Howard, I have to tell you about the 1% of 2% of 3% of the brain matter that I still have left in my head floating around, and I think we could use that to create a delicious smoothie. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I did. So when so what happened was I uh, was doing a lot of bits for Howard Stern from here, and then my manager said, "Oh, he really wants to be on the show. Can we get him out there? Is there any way he can get on the show?" So they actually flew me out there, and I sat down with Richard and Sal, who are the mm-hmm. you know uh, classic producers over there. And uh, so we just went and we just did whatever list of impressions I had. Just went down the list and kept seeing what would hit with Howard. And so what hit was um, Charlie Sheen, but he wasn't relevant. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, there, it was before his HIV came out. So it was, you know, he was out of the news for like a year yeah. and a half. But we brought him in and it was the most random thing in the world. A lot of people remember this if they're fans of the show. Charlie Sheen just called into the show and goes, uh, Hey, Howard, I'm here and I've got a fucking tank. Oh, man, fucking <laughs> fuck the world. <laughs> And they, uh, Richard and Sal were playing sound effects in the back of like explosions and everything. <laughs> it sounded so realistic. And then Howard would be like, "Okay," and we would we would just we would hang up the phone like halfway between a sentence, so it sounded mm-hmm. like I was just fucking nuts. And like, yeah, I can't wait. And, you know, hang up. And then Howard would like just completely disregard what happened and continue on with this conversation. So he found the bit in it where mm-hmm. I would just call and say something random and then be like, all right, so anyway, in the news, I'm like, <laughs> fucking yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, beach balls are very, <laughs> and Beth and I, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so it, it, it was like really fun. And then after the show, I'm sitting in uh, there, uh, the producer's office, and I wasn't uh, with Howard in his main little mm-hmm. uh, studio. I'm in the producer's studio because uh, that's traditionally reserved for just guests or if it's someone featured. Um, and so he actually walked down the hallway into the back and said, Is it, uh, hey, are you the guy? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you did the impression. You do Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, fucking great, man. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Then he leaves and then all the producers huddle around me and they go, he never comes back here. Yeah. I was like, oh, is that a good He's thing? always been known for really loving impressions. Like, that's been a thing for 30 yeah. years, that he's always been just yeah. blown away by people who can do voices like that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm super honored, and after that, they just decided to fly me out pretty much every other month, and we uh, we just fucking have at it. And uh, they keep piling on new impressions for me to do. If someone's relevant, they'll say, can you do this guy? Sometimes I can't just because of the nature of my voice, mm-hmm. whatever. The, but there's uh, at least two or three other guys that they put on the show that are fantastic. That's amazing. There's a guy yeah, they, who does Obama you, that really does good They job. use uh, the guy who does Letterman, who's yeah, a nut. Fa- yeah, he's, he's the uh, uh, evil Letterman. Yeah, evil Dave. <laughs> uh, yes. They, they yes. use Rachel Butera all the yes, time. Yes, Rachel Butera is great. Uh, um, yeah, they they don't have many female they have Rosemary Watson who does uh, Hillary Clinton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I know Melissa Villasenora got on there too. She, she did. Uh, wow. She did Hillary Clinton uh, as well. But um, no, it's a fantastic, crazy show. And uh, I recently did uh, Donald Trump on the show. Which was oh, cool. wow. What's your Donald sound like? So uh, now I'm going to Bernie Sanders. 
that's the problem we we're just talking about is you slip in, you got to switch into it. And it really sucks when I do auditions because I'll I have to do like, I'll do like 15 impressions in five minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? They all sound the same. <laughs> so you have to find contrasting guys. Okay. Um, all right. Let me tell you something. You guys, you look like a great, great trio of handsome guys. <laughs> really great guys. I bet you get a lot of tail. A lot of tail. <laughs> I'm not lying when I tell you this. Your girlfriends must be tens. I know tens. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. You want to get rid of this podcast as soon as possible so you can return to your beautiful ladies. And trust me, I know beautiful ladies. Melania, Melania, whatever her name is, she's great. <laughs> she's absolutely. I love her. I don't need to know her name. I just need to know her face and where it is. It's amazing. You know what? Let's let's keep that impression. Let's throw it in. Oh. to uh, we got we got a little fun thing. Wait uh, a minute. What's going on? We got a little fun game. We want to play. What's the name of the, oh. the of this uh, TV show we're taking from American this? Crime Story? American Crime Story. Big hit. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit. You ready for this? All right, this is a little bit called uh, Impression Time. Impression Time. Impression Time. Impression Time. It's gonna do a bunch of impressions. You change the name of this every single time we do it, by the way. You know what? <laughs> this one's my favorite. Impression time. Impression time. Should we go with something better than that? I remember the first time we did it, it was like recasting something. The word recasting was in Recasting it. time. This yeah. is like recasting <laughs> television shows. This what is if like this guy was this guy in the show? <laughs> I love this long title. That's just yeah. embarrassing. And then no, this is perfect. Impression yeah. time. Impression it's like time. Hand clean peaches. It just tells you what's in there. It's time <laughs> for impression time. Uh, we're gonna do uh, from uh, American <laughs> Crime Story. The O.J. Simpson. Uh, the O.J. Simpson story. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna recast some of these roles. And many of these things were actually said by real people. These in the are real, world. real things that were said by real people. Uh, A.C. Um, <laughs> Al Cowlings. Al Cowlings. Right. We're, we're replacing him with Steve Buscemi. All mm-hmm. right. So just uh, just take that uh, as a note. Instead of O.J. Simpson, we're gonna we're gonna have him played by Ray Romano. Oh, okay. Boy. All right. I know you can do this. And uh, the nine one one operator. Let's um. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's do um let's do Michael Kane. Is that okay? Kane. Do oh, Michael Kane there? All right. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. Let's um let's uh, let's do this and uh here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, impression time. Let's applaud. And impression time. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I should die. No, put down the gun, Juice. You're scaring me. Uh, drive me back to the cemetery. <laughs> no, man, we already tried that. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> ah, I don't understand. I had such a beautiful family. <laughs> Come on, Nicole, Sydney, uh, uh, Justin. <laughs> you've you've still got the kids, all right? Think of the kids. Just take me home. I want to see Mama. I'll try, but damn, we we got half the cops in California in pursuit. I don't know if they're going to let us. (laughs) This is 911. What is your emergency? This is AC. I have OJ in the car. Who is this? 
You know who I am, goddammit. AC. <laughs> you tell those police to just back off. He's alive. He's got a gun to his head. Now, hold on a moment. Where are you? Is everyone else okay? What? No, what kind of stupid-ass question is that? <laughs> Everything is terrible. Just clear the friggin' freeway. We're driving to Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah. That's something we like to call Impression Time! <laughs> impression Time! We did a bunch of impressions. It was really good. We really appreciate all the impressions. We enjoy all the things that it's doing. Impression time! I'd like to point out that people actually do remember when that happened, Stephen. Even though you told me nobody remembers. <laughs> no, that was really great. Um, let's. Uh, no, that was fantastic. You did that's an great. amazing job. Um, let's talk about some of your other impressions yeah. uh, that you that you're doing that you're working on. I, I've never heard you do Will Ferrell. I would. I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Okay, love to so hear you. Will Ferrell. Um, I sort of do a better one of him yelling, but uh, so it started me uh, learning to do his yelling one. But he was like, hey. Hey guys, Will Ferrell here. Oh man, excited to be here at the improv. I fucking hate the improv! <laughs> the improv ruined my life! <laughs> and he always sounds like out of breath. Yeah. Oh, hey, this is great. I'm an elf. I am an elf! I love being an elf! I made millions of fucking dollars! <laughs> really? Seriously, I did. God, that's so fantastic. That's, that's I love my, that one. But that one's a very cartoony one. I like that one. How about uh, Leonard Nimoy? Matt Walker, huge Star Trek fan. You got a little uh, Leonard Nimoy for us? Yes, of course. Now, Matt, you do know that I'm reaching to you now from the great beyond. And I have great news. The great beyond is within your reach. You should change your diet, and you'll probably <laughs> live a little longer. <laughs> you'll live long and prosper. This is Leonard Nimoy from the great beyond. To you, I say, <laughs> peace and long life. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Morgan? Fre can you do Morgan Freeman um, talking about how incredible Fireball Whiskey is? <clears throat> well, let me see. Fireball Whiskey. Yes, I remember Fireball Whiskey. <laughs> That's the crazy shit that tastes like peppermint, no wait, cinnamon gum. You know that crazy trident cinnamon gum that we'd always get stuck under the car seat or the bus, whatever the fuck. <laughs> when you get hungry and you chew on that shit, you know, burns your tongue. Well, some asshole decided, hey, there's some fucking idiots out there who might enjoy some cinnamon in their drink so fuck them <laughs> let's see how far we can push this shit the first time i had myself a fucking fireball let me tell you it didn't taste like a fireball it tasted like a rotten cinnamon gun drink fucking bullshit <laughs> let me tell you i am not happy and neither is andy dufresne <laughs> can you do i'm sorry just for fun can you do charlie sheen Talking about how much he loves Fireball Whiskey? Dude, fucking Fireball Whiskey! <laughs> yeah, dude, you're winning when you drink that shit. You know what's better than Fireball Whiskey? More Fireball Whiskey! <laughs> I got Fireball Whiskey in my veins, dude. I used to have tiger blood, now I just sip on Fireball Whiskey. Oh, pow, so good. I don't know what Morgan's talking about. He probably, you know... He's probably got a weak stomach. Not like me. I'm a fucking winner. Yeah. 
winner, winner, fireball dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest ever. Uh, okay, what about, uh, can you do a little uh, little John Malkovich for us? Well, John Malkovich is me. Absolutely the best drink you can have is a fireball. <laughs> I have to say that it really soothes and coats the throat, and you can drink it straight as a shot, or you can drink it with a mixer, but I like to chug the entire bottle so that I become one with the fireball. It's <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Will you, do, will you do Harrison Ford for us? Oh, man. I don't know, you guys. This is about as excited as I'm going to get. <laughs> fireball whiskey, huh? You think I can use it as an enema? <laughs> Maybe that'll wake me up. It's probably what Kylo Ren was drinking when he shot you. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> it was in my contract 30 years ago that I would die. And fucking George kept me alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your, uh, your George Lucas. Will you just do a little George Lucas for us just so we can... <laughs> you know, uh, everybody was a uh, you know, big fan of uh, Han Solo. <laughs> And I, I thought, you know, hey, Harrison, uh, you know, you, uh, you're, you're a star. You know, we got to keep you alive. And he, he wasn't, wasn't having it. So we, uh, we actually had a stand-in, and uh, we, we put some prosthetics, uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty good uh, special effects at the time. But Return of the Jedi, there's a deleted scene where we kill Han Solo. But, uh, of course, you know, fuck Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> do you do Spiel? I know you're working on Spielberg. Can we get a little Spielberg? Let me get into a little bit. Um, children. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing too much Leonard Nimoy. Uh, right, okay. Children is uh, right. Steven Spielberg is a little bit like this. He's got a, he's got almost like a bilateral lisp. Is very interesting. <laughs> and all of his movies either are about children or Auschwitz. <laughs> and I'm so excited because my movie coming out this summer is the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant. But when I read the script. I was shocked to find it had nothing to do with the Jews or the Holocaust. <laughs> but I made it just the same. Now, are you learning that for Stern? No. Really? That's just for fun. When they find out, they're going to have a field day. Well, oh, the thing is, like, like some people will know who Spielberg is. Spielberg. Um, <laughs> Spielberg. Spielberg. I look at that. That turned into Mel Blanc. <laughs> Spielberg. I love that guy. He's great. <laughs> Best Mel Brooks ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, it is. Um, it's weird because some people will respond to that if they know what he sounded mm -hmm. like. But he's an odd duck, so the context has to be funny in order yeah. for it to work. Yeah, I mean, like someone like Brian Cranston, everybody knows Brian Cranston because break because of Breaking Bad. You can pull out a Brian Cranston, do Brian Cranston doing almost anything, right? You know, like you do, you do Brian. Jesse, right? I have to tell you, I am not happy with your performance. Yesterday, you made blue meth that just didn't work, Jesse. <laughs> what is my name? Because I honestly forgot. <laughs> Yo, dude, it's like, your name is Mr. Sparkles. I don't recall my name being Mr. Sparkles. Jesse, are you lying to me? Yo, dude, I wouldn't lie to you. I mean, come on. Your name is Mr. Sparkles. Uh, don't you remember that? <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Jesse. But if you lie to me, I will disown you. You don't even own me, so fuck off. <laughs> You know, it's my favorite, one of my favorite impressions that you do, and I'm like, it has stuck with me forever, 
Um, and like, I would love it if you would do it and like tell people that they should subscribe to the show. I know, I know that's kind of a lot to ask, but would you do <laughs> that for show. us? This, this show. show. Wait, what? What is it called? Yeah, this show is called the Nighttime <laughs> Show. <laughs> the Nighttime Show podcast. Yeah. Will you? Will you tell as as my favorite Ian, Sir Ian McKellen? Yes, of course, of course. Dear friends, it is vitally important that you subscribe to the Nighttime Show with your host Stephen Kramer Glickman. It is vitally important. Do what must be done. <laughs> now, can you? How often do you ever get called on to just sort of do something on the spot? Like, do people be like, "Hey, can you do this?" And you're like, "I don't know," and you just try it. Well, that's what I do every day with the with the auditions. All right, then can I ask you something? Can yeah. you do Stephen Kramer Glickman? Mm, I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> Say something, Stephen. Oh, hey guys, how's it going? It's me. It's kind of nasally. Oh, hey guys, how's it going? It's me. It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah, it's nasally, but um, we almost don't need you anymore. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do. Goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> um. But the the hardest thing is when you get a guy who's very plain, like he doesn't have a regional accent or a, a character to his voice. A generic white person. Right. So like Matt Walker. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm, right. I'm somewhat a high-pitched voice, right? No, so you're I'm, almost, yeah, 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 yeah like close to Steve Buscemi almost. A little, I get that. Yeah. 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 You, you do, um, I mean, you do guys like, Jeff Bridges. I don't know anybody that does Jeff Bridges. Well, man, because nobody smokes enough pot to do it, man. <laughs> I mean, really, the only reason nobody does it is because when they attempt to do it, they pass out. <laughs> See, the secret is have a few, you know, like an edible or something, and then walk around the house and put some marbles in your mouth, and that's how you talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah, that one came randomly. I don't even know how I did... Uh, Jeff Bridges, but that's how sometimes impressions they'll, they'll just like suddenly come, or I'd be like, "Oh, I could never do that impression," and then suddenly I wake up and it just clicks for some reason. Like my brain synapses just rewire, and I wake up. I'm like, "I can do it." What the <laughs> fuck? Do you remember the first impression that you did when you were a kid or when you were growing up? Oh uh, no, I don't know the first impression. I remember the first couple ones that I would do for sure. It was Ian McKellen. Because I was watching uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Ian McKellen. It was Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, Christopher yeah. Lloyd from Back to the Future. Sure. So, you know, you've bought Star Wars. My young Anakin. And my favorite was when he, was, uh, he wasn't the evil emperor yet. Yeah. He was just the regular weird British guy. Like, oh, Anakin, let me tell you about the dark side. It's great. Um. <laughs> so he was one of the first ones, but um, I would watch Back to the Future constantly. I was like, God, I wish I could sound like an old guy like that. And then I was 13 years old, and I just went, Great Scott, Marty, we got to find a way to get back to that time machine, back to the year 1955. Doc, what are we, what's in 1955? Your parents, they're idiots. We got to get them to fuck. <laughs> Doc, if, uh, if we get them to fuck, uh, wouldn't I not be here? Marty, it's a movie. <laughs> Fuck it. I wish the movie had done that. The space-time continuum fucks up. But what I was going to say is 
one impression leads to another. So Christopher Lloyd and Emperor Palpatine were the first guys. So Christopher Lloyd, I'm like playing around with him so much. Then Lord of the Rings came out and, you know, great Scott Marty, I got to go. Let's go to Mordor. And suddenly we added British accent and turn it down a little bit. And you've got Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, in the beginning, it sounded more like Christopher Lloyd. But uh, over time, I get more subtle and stuff. But those little bridges enter and uh, I can access some voice and I just have to work on it. Like Steve Buscemi came from me doing Austin Powers, which was an obnoxious mm-hmm. impression everybody did. Like, yeah, baby. Ooh, really, really shaggy carpet. You should probably trim it, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, I stubbed my toe. Um, so I would do Austin Powers, but he was so fun to do when you're by yourself because he's yep. fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so I would do him in the shower just because the acoustics sounded nice. And, um, and I'm like, what would he sound like without a British accent, you know, because I'm like, I want to try and sound like Mike Myers because I was trying to do Shrek. I'm like, yeah, donkey, come over here. Yeah, I'll get in my belly. It's like, that's just fat bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, if I do uh, Mike Myers, if I can get, I'm almost like, I want to learn how to do Mike Myers. And I was toning down the voice of Austin Powers. I'm like, yeah, baby, very shagadelic, baby. Yeah, grr, very grr. <laughs> this is an American version of Austin Powers. I'm like, that kind of sounded like Steve Buscemi for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I need to do to improve that? I'm like, well, he's got more of a pronounced teeth, so he's got some sort of teeth, and he's got a little bit more higher pitch. So, like, yeah, baby, girl, very girl, yeah, and that's um, Steve Buscemi right there. Ooh, baby, yeah, I'm very <laughs> shagadelic. <laughs> hey, you know what would be cool? If you and me get to a pad and we can, you know, shag. <laughs> You're not funny, baby. It just doesn't work. <laughs> so, like, as a kid, yeah, you didn't really develop this until you were in your teens? Uh, I I think I didn't focus on it until mm-hmm. it was in my teens. Remember, we had Craig Gass on the show. Yeah. And he talked about the reason that he can do voices is because His he parents. was raised by deaf parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he watched TV, yeah, and that's yeah. how he learned to talk. Like, when I was a kid, my uh, my the first two impressions I ever learned were my dad used to do a shitty impression of Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I was like, I heard him do it, and so then I'd watch Muppet Show, and then I'd be like, ah, hi-ho, it's me, Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog here. And then I was like, oh, no, I can... Hey, are you making fun of me, hey, you asshole? Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, very sorry about yeah, that. See, Steven um, didn't have deaf parents. He had parents who wished they were deaf. Right, <laughs> right. But then uh, because I played the piano, yeah. I was like, I learned Rainbow Connection, so then I'd play Rainbow Connection, and I'd sing, you know, why are there so many? And i like try to figure out oh, the, key, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the keys and the shit and then the other one was um i tried to learn uh um jean-luc picard to to learn patrick stewart on on, just because that was such a great cool voice and it was on tv all the time and you could just sit there and watch it and try to learn so oh great he hot he was so great i watched two episodes of that today did you really yeah I love that Star show. Trek nerd. He really is. Um, look, we gotta we gotta wrap up. <laughs> oh but... my god. Well, what else do you want before you cry yourself <sighs> to sleep? Um, is there anybody else that you're working on that you'd like to do for us? I mean, we got oh, so many. Who's wonderful... the most obscure one that you do? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, for a while it was Steve Buscemi. Like I would go into clubs and people were like, "What? The... I, I know that guy, but not really." 
Um, I'm trying to think now. I, I kind of shied away from doing obscure ones, but one that I loved doing all the time was Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, not, he's not really obscure. Yeah. He's just out he's of, just out of he's relevancy. Sight, yeah. you know? But of course, Vincent Price is a very eloquent sounding voice. He may be gay, and it was actually revealed that he was bisexual, so he had a certain way of approaching things, that's for sure. (laughs) Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. (laughs) And while we sit at this table and shrug, we grab some fireball and chug. (laughs) Chug, (laughs) chug, chug, chug. Oh, God, you're the greatest. Yeah, can you do you're Hitchcock? The... I did Alfred Hitchcock. Because Stephen does body double for Hitchcock. Oh, God. Oh. You know, I just, got asked, I just got asked to do Hitchcock like a week ago. Really? And Alfred. I tried... Uh, no, 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 no. I got asked to do Orson Welles. Oh, or, oh that's right. Orson Welles, you told me about that, yeah. Yeah, and it was very... I sent over the uh, the version that... Uh, I, I basically just did my impression of James Adomian doing, yeah, yeah. doing it. Because I, I guess they couldn't get James to do it. Mm. And so I tried my best to like send that that you know version over. Well like Alfred Hitchcock has so many layers, that's a voice I can't jump mm-hmm. into. I have to take maybe 5 minutes just to get into it. Wow. Sure. That's a big one. Yeah. Well, listen, uh tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find everything connected to me through themixednut.com. T h e m i x e d n u t dot com, mixnut.com that has connections to everywhere, my YouTube, my Twitter, all that stuff. So we'll just make it easy go there. But if you want to search for me, you can spell my name P-I-O-T-R, pronounced Piotr. And uh, Piotr Michael is my name. And yeah, bing it. Um, <laughs> you got to check out his YouTube videos because they're absolutely phenomenal. Let me tell you, they're great. They're a really (laughs) tremendous amount of work. The guy sits naked in his studio, records these in about an hour, and then he pretends that he worked really hard. Trust me, this guy is not working hard. He's a loser. (laughs) He's a loser. Mike, where can people find you? At Mike Black Attack on all social media. Yeah, Mike Black, bringing the heat. Mike Black Attack. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, what about you? Just go to funnymat.com and you can find links to everything there. Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, the Nighttime Show is a monthly show here at the Hollywood Improv. Piat, we would love you to come and do the live show sometime and come yeah, screw around with us. Yeah, I can do it again. Yeah, Absolutely. You were actually I'm on the, the first, first show. Yeah, you were on the first Nighttime Show we ever did uh, when we were back at the, yeah, first one at the, at the Lyric Theater. That was Theater. super fun. Yeah, and uh, now we're here. We're Saturday night, 10 p.m. show once a month, and it is a killer, killer show. Uh, super, super fun. And uh, it would be wonderful to have you. So uh, hopefully, anytime, hopefully anytime. Come out. Except and, uh, next month and the month after that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> check uh, check out the show on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave comments and leave reviews. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'm at Stephen Griffin, S T E P H E N Glickman on all social media. Love you all. Our uh, house band, of course, as always, Ex Mortis. Peace out. Oh, come on.